0: Diana Trepkoff, and I'd like to welcome you to my new podcast called, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? I'm a forensic artist who's completed hundreds of law enforcement cold cases, and I can tell you firsthand the pain and suffering I have witnessed on families of missing loved ones. I can see the pain on their face, I can hear the pain in their voice, and I feel it in my heart. My dream is that all missing persons will be found, and there will never be another missing person ever again. That's what I pray for. That's what I hope for. And that is my dream. So please welcome my new podcast, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? And one by one, let's bring these missing loved ones home. Thank you. everyone thank you for listening to the podcast can i help find your missing loved one i have phyllis back on today and um actually it's like 7 30 a.m where she is and that's a mom who's really determined to find her son and i noticed there was a on her facebook she said she was going to sleep with like tears in her eyes and i'll let her explain the pain of not knowing where her son is and this is about Colton Flurry. We're still searching for him. And it's a quick update for all the listeners. Now we're at 114 countries. So thank you everyone for listening and caring. And I believe if we all work together, then we have a greater chance of finding Colton. So, hi, Phyllis. Thank you so much for being on so early.
1: Yeah, hi. <laughs>
0: hi. Um, yeah, I think you're remarkable. I think you know. I think a lot of you. I think you're an amazing mom, and you're trying so hard, and and that and that's great. So, yeah, if you wanted to just give an update to everyone, uh,
1: with, yeah, yeah, sure. I I went down to Vancouver on my own dime because I didn't want to ask um, organizations for help again. And, you know, I the first set of people that I got to, I gave them the cigarette with my son's picture in there. And um, two of them started talking right away, saying, oh, yeah, he's over by the OPS site over there. It's over by um, the gathering place. So the next day, because at that time it was closed, the next day we went walking over there, and we got into the ops site and the guy there was saying nope nope never seen him nope so we gave it to another person walking in and he said the same thing so they mentioned the gathering place so we kind of went over there and um, talked to the one person that was working there and his name was jim and uh He looked and he looked and he said, yeah, I I believe, you know, if that's the guy, I know it's him or I've seen him and he's doing good. And then um, I said, that picture is when he was 15. So that was about, say, six years ago. So I pulled out my phone and I said, one of my friends did an age progression And so I showed him the age progression, and then he just smiled back and he says, now I see that grin. And he said, he didn't give the name, but he said when he sees him again, he's going to get a picture. Perfect. So I I left and there was a bunch of guys and I was still handing them out. So uh, my friend and I sat by, I guess they're, they sit and eat there. So that's why I handed out a card right there. But I started doing a live right away because of how I felt and because of what he said. It was fresh in my mind what was going on. And so I come back to work. I I, I, um, I traveled back on Monday and I come back to work on Tuesday and this I didn't go live on because it just happened um, on Wednesday, actually. Um, I got a phone call at work again and uh, the guy was said, hey, this is Phyllis and I said, yeah. And I, I thought it was a different number. And anyways, he said, you are here handing out cards you were at this OPS site and I was like, Yeah, yeah, I remember and he said he was showing it around in there and some some of the guys had seen him there too. Aww. So it was real like, yeah, I didn't even go live on that. I just I just you know, I I, I got the phone call yesterday at lunchtime. Yeah. And um yeah, so you know that just But the icing on the sugar there (laughs) yeah
0: and what i wanted to tell everyone is i didn't know that part either so that just yeah that makes me feel like oh in my heart and my eyes get watery because because i know how hard you're trying i know how hard you're trying and and like me and my boyfriend were out um for dinner last night and i said you know i i just want to help her find colton like what can we do we're waiting for some interviews that are supposed to be happening, and then I said, oh, well, we have the podcast. What am I waiting for? We'll do an update, you know? And so yeah. I think it's important we we keep everyone, you know, involved with the story to find out about the tips because I know yeah. you had at Cold Lake some tips and then this one, but this this sounds promising. And also, um, yeah, when you've seen the age progression that I did for you, that yeah, also... That
1: was- Way different when when he saw the age progression, then he said, "Oh, I I see that grin now."
0: oh, that's that's. I nice.
1: know, and it really touched me as soon as he had said that.
0: Yeah, and I seen your you're live, and I was like, "Yep, there's always hope. There's always hope." You know, we if if you don't find a body, there's always hope. So.
1: Oh yeah, they haven't found anything, so that's why I keep doing what I'm doing. You know. Yeah. Because they aren't going to do it. I'm sorry to say that, but, you know, I, I'm the mother. And I also went to yesterday, that's why I missed your phone call. so much awareness going out there. I mm-hmm. went to the College of New Caledonia where they had that Sisters in Spirit gathering. Okay. And they had... Um, an elder do the opening you know where the land we're on yeah and a prayer they had um a drummer there cat cat morris did the drumming there and then they had me as an as a guest speaker and you know for the first time in my life i stood there speechless speechless and i and i was i actually started crying for my son and usually I'm not like that but I also told them the story that um I had just gotten back from Vancouver and it's I said you are the second people that I told because I had just told my work people yeah. at our meeting yeah yeah and so they, that yeah and then they also had um the couple that walked across Canada for the missing and murdered indigenous people, as they mm-hmm. put it. They didn't say women, they said people. Mm-hmm. Because the lady that was walking, her, um, she, the father of her son w- went missing here. And I always mention him as Barry Seymour.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So, you know, she went walking, and they, after they get back here in about two weeks, You know, they spoke also at at this meeting. And once they get back, they said they're going to start a walk from um, Prince Rupert to Prince George, which is the Highway of Tears, you know. And I'm hoping to maybe go do a few steps with them with Colton's poster and see if I can get permission for Luke Dejanus poster
0: and um Barry Seymour's poster
1: nice, nice and well with with that yeah
0: yeah and you know you have such a good heart because you care about all of them um yeah so when you were saying you were speechless and you had tears in front in front of everyone the first time you were speechless it's because um the tip about Colton
1: oh yeah yeah yep. yeah because you know soon you know if that's my boy in Vancouver. You know, I won't, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing because there's so much missing, but I I just didn't know how to start it. I didn't know how to go about with the story, you know, and Darlene Mackenzie, I think that was her name. She did the prayer. She came up behind me. For, for support nice. and yeah it came out the the story came out in the awareness and I gave out my little cigarette with the business card and I also gave them a, a lamp or a sticker for for the back of their phone which they thought was so so neat yeah
0: yeah yeah you're doing you're doing a remarkable job I know it it's um and I can hear all the pain in your voice and you know we talk and we message and I see your posts and I know um it's very painful for you but I I just want to let you know from someone outside looking in and you're in my heart 100% I think you're doing amazing and it's like one step in front of another and I feel sad when I know you're hurting or crying and just trying to figure out how else I can help any way I can and um yeah, and I really, really, really hope we find him soon. I I feel I feel he will. We're going to find him. That's what I feel in my heart. Yeah,
1: because the guy, when he first talked to me, he said he's doing okay. And I just wanted to stand there and cry. But I, I was so, you know, the tears last night had to do with, you know, him being out there still. It was so hard to know. Like, you know, and dream it's five years, how could he have survived, what, what's what gone through him, you know, and what's, what's happening with him, and how to be out there to survive, because I've been out there so much, Yeah, I've been on the streets looking at them, and I, 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 I'm still working as an outreach worker, and I'm out there helping them, you know, it's, I just can't imagine being on the street for five years, or or what's happening with him, right? And that's that's what hurts the most. Is you know he he's not here with his family. Yeah.
0: So what do your what do your nights look like when you go to sleep? Do you do you pray before you go to sleep? Do you? I know you said you have two jobs and you try to keep really busy because of the pain.
1: I pray any time I feel it coming on you know I always pray when I even I, I just say these little few things to God and um especially when I'm uh, for our our people on the streets you know especially yeah. for them
0: because
1: nice. that's my job right and um of course I had to go to the doctor and try to get something to sleep doesn't really help but it it's there when I need it
0: yeah
1: yeah so um my other job is kind of off and on right now I work too fast so there hasn't been anything all week (laughs) yeah but I also took this break to go to Vancouver so yeah okay
0: okay yeah I take melatonin to help me sleep sometimes it helps sometimes it doesn't and then I'll try to meditate um you know, just because there's so many, so many, um, missing and murdered, and I'm, I'm, I hear the stories and my heart hurts for all the mums. And it's the mums that I get close to. You know, they open up and basically say, you know, what they're going through, the mental torture, and yeah. You know, so I just, they all. We have to find all the missing loved ones. You know, they all deserve to come home, and and yeah. the you know mum, the parents don't deserve to suffer at all yeah i think i think you're amazing you have a great heart okay. and and thank you so much and um just his missing persons poster here so colton flurry last seen on may 3rd 2018 in prince george bc his date of birth october 24th 2001 brown eyes brown hair his height is 5 8 sex male nationality first nations weight 120 pounds and he was last seen, he was 16 years old when he was last seen at his residence in Prince George, BC, Canada. He was wearing a red hoodie, black jeans, and I did the age progression of Colton to 21 years old. Very good looking boy. And if anyone has any information about Colton Flurry, please contact the Prince George RCMP at 250 561. 3300 or you may contact Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-tips again 1-800-222-8477 or you can contact Phyllis Flurry right now who we're, who I'm speaking with his amazing mum at 250-301-9759 and the reference case number is 2018-13528 and um Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Can I help find your missing loved one? And if you know or see um, Colton, please leave us a tip or any missing loved one. And Phyllis, thank you so much for being on again. And did you want to end with anything?
1: No, Colton. I just miss you and I love you. This is why I'm doing this. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you. I'll talk okay. to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay,
1: Thanks for listening. Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One is created, produced, and hosted by Diana Trepkov. Associate producer and sound editing by Marty Brown. Please don't forget to call in any tips. Thank you.